Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. So this morning, um, I just, just we were talking, I know last Sunday morning, Rach pre- preached a, a great message. I wasn't here, would have loved to have heard her about Jesus being the good shepherd. But this morning, I just was, was in here yesterday, um, just praying and, and walking around, and I just felt a little, little detour uh, about the direction of the message this morning. And I, and I felt this morning that, that God wanted me to, to speak to us this morning, or God wants to speak to us about the matters of our heart. That God is wanting us to, 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 to understand the power of what we allow into our hearts. And I love this promise in the Bible. It's in James chapter 4, verse 8, I believe it is. And just before I share the promise, I want to say that before every promise, there's always a premise. Amen? Hallelujah. Before the promise, there's always a premise. But listen to this promise this morning. It says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Don't you love that? If you feel away from God, what do you need to do? Simply draw near to Him and then He will draw near to you. I love that promise there this morning. But then it goes on to say, Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. You know, the Bible speaks a lot about our hearts and the condition of our hearts. Amen. The Bible speaks a lot about our hearts and the condition of our hearts. In fact, money in the Bible is mentioned about 112 times, quite a bit. There's a bit to be said about money. The word holy is mentioned about 526 times in the Bible. Love is mentioned 687 times throughout Scripture. Forgiveness is mentioned 126 times. But then when it comes to dealing with the heart, the Bible mentions the word heart over 740 times. The Bible has a lot to say about the condition of our heart. And I'm still of the opinion this morning, just to share with you today, I'm still of the opinion this morning that the most important thing about you and about me is the condition of our hearts. Not how much money I have, not where you live, not the vocation that you have, but the condition of your heart. So this morning I want to ask you the question, how's your heart? Hopefully it's pumping, amen. If not, we're in trouble. But how is your heart? What, what, what are you allowing into your heart? In fact, when we allow the wrong things into our heart, the truth is it can take us potentially in the wrong direction. How many people this morning potentially may know people that got hurt in church because they got hurt in church, they're no longer in the house of God? You could put your hand up, there'd be lots of them. But I want to say this morning, church is the perfect place to get hurt. In fact, if you haven't been hurt yet, it's coming. Come on, this is where it's meant to be that way. Families sometimes they they, they make mistakes, they say things they shouldn't have said, they 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 enact stuff they shouldn't enact, and people get hurt. But ultimately, the, the house of God, the family of God, the church of God is where we learn to forgive one another. But if we allow hurt to get in our heart, and we don't deal with the hurt in our heart, ultimately that will take us away from the house of God. And I don't know about you, but I know plenty of people that have gotten hurt in church or hurt by people or hurt by uh, people's um, uh, words or attitudes or actions, and because they've never dealt with the issue of hurt in their heart, no longer are, are they in the house of God. And I think that that is so, so sad. God wants us to keep a healthy heart. The thought this morning is this, the truth of this, God has no control over what we allow to get lodged in here, in our hearts. 
God has no control over what we allow to get lodged in our heart. He is all-powerful. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's all-knowing. But the truth is He has no power over what we allow to get lodged into our hearts. So this morning, the question is, how is your heart? What's going on within you? Is it clean? Or are there attitudes potentially? Is there resentments there? Are there? Is there unforgiveness there? Are there issues that are on the inside of your heart that potentially could be affecting your life and the direction of your life? Because whatever we allow into our hearts greatly affects our lives. In fact, I want to share just with you just as thoughts from uh, the teaching of Jesus in Matthew chapter 15. Jesus teaches uh, about the condition of our heart and what comes out of our lives as a response of what we allow into our hearts. It says it in Matthew chapter 15, verse 16. So Jesus said, Are you still without understanding? Do you not understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach as, and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile a person. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a person, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. Jesus said, whatever gets into our heart ultimately will come out of our lives. And if you've got hurt in your heart, disappointment in your heart, disillusionment in your heart, discouragement in your heart, whatever's in your heart ultimately will come out of your mouth. And the thought this morning is this, if you want to know what is in your heart, listen to what's coming out of your mouth. God wants us to keep a good heart. God wants us to maintain a right heart, amen. Especially coming into this season of Christmas, amen. This time of the year, it can be a really challenging time. You think about all the gifts, the stuff that you're going to buy, your pastor, I can't wait for that next Sunday morning. All those gifts will be a whole road. It's just going to be amazing. Anything to do with fishing's right up there on the list, okay, amen. Just throwing it out there for you. But it's so important that we keep a good heart and maintain a good heart coming into this season because it can be a, a very busy time. Sometimes it can be a little bit straining with family and things like that as well. But I believe that God wants to challenge us about the condition of our heart as we come into this season of celebration. Amen. Because whatever's in our hearts ultimately will come out of our mouths. Your words tell what's in your heart. Hurt in your heart flows out of our mouths. When we get hurt, we potentially speak hurt words and potentially hurt people because we've allowed hurt to remain in our hearts. Discouragement in our hearts, discouragement flows out of our mouths. Amen. We've got to maintain a good heart. Negative heart flows out of our mouths. What flows out of our mouths? Negative words. We can have a critical heart. What flows out of our, our, our mouths are critical words. It's so important that we understand the power of keeping a right heart. Because whatever we allow to lodge into our heart will ultimately limit our lives as well. Amen. You can have unforgiveness in your heart. And potentially that unforgiveness will start to come out of your mouth. Amen. You know, unforgiveness is such a, such a, a profound thing. The Bible encourages us and challenges us to forgive amen but who's found it sometimes difficult to forgive i'm the only honest one in the building sure your big stack of fibbers and sometimes it can be really hard but the truth is this we have to forgive because if we don't forgive it'll affect our hearts 
I love what a friend of mine said some time ago. That is, when we, when we retain a heart of unforgiveness towards someone, it's like drinking poison and expecting our neighbor to die. It affects our lives so badly, so detrimentally. And this morning, I don't know, but there may well be people here that are still dealing with issues of unforgiveness towards others. I want to encourage you and challenge you and exhort you today to deal with the issue of unforgiveness towards others. The truth is people are going to hurt us. The truth is people are going to say negative things about us. The truth is people are going to use us and abuse us. That's life and we need to get over it. But the truth is we need to understand the power of forgiving and the power of releasing others because if we don't, ultimately it will affect the condition of our heart. Hello? Sometimes it's not an easy thing to forgive. I remember many years ago, it wasn't in this location, in this church. It was somewhere else altogether. And I remember we were, we were working with uh, an individual. I won't say whether it's male or female, just to keep it all above board. But I remember you know, working with this individual and giving them, uh, giving them a lot of opportunity and giving them platform and, and, and just making a lot of space for this individual. And I thought we had a, a, a quite an open and trustworthy um, relationship. But I found through a process of time that this individual... I was doing things behind my back that I wasn't fully aware of and ultimately um, walked away and did a whole stack of other stuff and it really hurt me. I really got hurt by that. I thought, you know, how can people do that? When you give people opportunity and you make space for people and then people turn their back and they stick a knife into your back. Ooh, amen? But I remember at the time how difficult it was for me to forgive this person. Every time I saw them, I wanted to punch them. And you're thinking, Pastor, you should be above that. And I'm thinking, well, you're just the same. <laughs> but every time I saw them, I wanted to punch them. Seriously, if I, I think if I had seen them in the street, I would have gone up, probably slashed the tires of their car, got my key and just gone along the side of it or something like that. I don't know. But I was really, really, I had this, this attitude of unforgiveness and it was affecting me. Because I'd lay in bed at night time, I'd lay in bed at night time and my mind would start to go and replay conversations and replay uh, things that had taken place and it would wake me up and it would destroy my sleep. See, if we don't forgive people from the heart and we don't get unforgiveness out of our heart, it affects so much of our lives. Emotionally, physically, spiritually, it affects us. We've, you, you have to forgive. And so I found over a, a number of months, I found it so difficult to forgive this person. But I got to a place where I realized before God that I had no other choice but to forgive. And you know what I found? I, I, I said this prayer. I said, Father, I choose to forgive such and such in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I got to the next day and I'm walking around and all of a sudden I'm reminded of the person's face and straight away some negative emotions started to rise up within me again. I thought, hang on a minute, I haven't forgiven this person. I just prayed that prayer yesterday, but here I am again playing out that stuff again. What I've found through the journey of forgiving others is sometimes it takes a while to get to that point where you truly release them and truly let go. Amen. And I found through a period of time, it was about three months, that every day when I reminded myself or that thought would come to me, I just would stop and say, Jesus, I forgive them in your name. Father, I forgive them in your name. It took me about a three-month period before I fully worked through that unforgiveness to get to a place where I had released them in Jesus' name. In fact, I bumped into that person. I was nearly going to say here, but it wasn't. I bumped into that person and I thought, wow, I truly have forgiven them. 
Unforgiveness was no longer lodged in my heart, but now it was out of my life. Amen. You see, God wants us to keep a right heart. But if we allow stuff into our heart, it'll affect our lives in so many negative ways. We've got to keep a pure heart, a right heart. But if we don't, potentially that will take us in the wrong direction. I don't know for you, but potentially or ultimately if I had kept that unforgiveness in my heart, didn't deal with it, kept, kept it hidden, kept it um, um, lodged down within me, then potentially I think it would have affected me in such a negative way, possibly taken me out of ministry. But how many believers are taken out of the race because they don't deal with the issues of the heart? Unforgiveness, disappointment. Who's found that life happens? Some, sometimes stuff happens. Sometimes people do stuff to us that we would never have even thought of. Sometimes we get the diagnosis from the doctor that we never saw coming. And what do we do at that point? Do we allow the stuff of life to get in our hearts or do we keep a good heart? I love, what, I love what Solomon says in Proverbs chapter 4. I just absolutely love this. He says, My child, pay attention to what I say. God's speaking through him. Listen carefully to my words. Do not lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them and healing to the whole body. But this is the part that I want you to hear more than anything else. It says this, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Guard your heart. Protect your heart. Keep your heart clean above all else, because it determines the direction of your life. Amen. So how's your heart this morning? How's your heart? Because whatever we allow into our heart potentially will determine the course of our lives. Such a powerful thought. You know, I love it, David, in uh, Psalm chapter 51, David cries a prayer because I believe that David understood the power of keeping a right heart. In Psalm 51, David cries out to God, God, create within me a clean heart. He cries out to God, create within me a clean heart. We see that David is exposed for his sin. He's exposed um, for murder. He's exposed for adultery. Uh, the, the prophet Nathan comes and just exposes it all. David's devastated by the fact of being found out, but also the, the realization and the revelation of how far he'd fallen away from God. And he comes to God and above all else, he says, God, create within me a right heart, a clean heart, a new heart. Because David understood the power of having a clean heart. David understood the power of not allowing things in his heart that but ultimately would take him away from God. So this morning, how is your heart? What's happening on the inside of your life, on the inside of your world this morning? I believe God wants us to have a heart of humility. I believe he wants us to have a heart of service. I believe God wants us to have a heart of faithfulness as well because whatever we allow into our hearts will determine the course of our lives, where we go in life or where we don't go in life. Amen. Such a powerful, powerful thought. Guard your heart with all diligence because it directs the path of your life. Wow. Powerful thought. Absolutely powerful thought. God wants us to come into this season, I believe, with clean hearts. Hearts that are sweet. Not defiled by disappointment, discouragement, or disillusionment. Hearts that declare, God, I'm ready and expecting you 
to do great things in my life. I believe that God wants us to have an expectant heart. Hearts that are expecting that for the 2020 period, God is going to do amazing things in us and through us. I could stand up here this morning and sing the song, Look What the Lord Has Done, but you'd probably leave pretty quickly, so I won't. But I think about this last 12 months and and we reflect on all that God has done and in my heart all I can say is look what the Lord has done. And God wants us to carry that heart of expectancy into next year as well. Thank God for the amazing blessings. Thank God for the amazing things that he has done. Thank God for the incredible miracles that have taken place. Thank God for the miracles of provision and healing and and opportunity that we've been given as a church to host and facilitate so many things throughout our city. But I believe that God wants us to continue to facilitate and cultivate a heart of expectation. That our greatest, greatest days are before us, that greatest things are ahead of us even yet. Amen. And that's not just for us as a church, that's for each of us as individuals as well. This morning as I was, well yesterday as we were, as I was praying and just thinking about this morning, I just really felt that God wanted to challenge many of us this morning that potentially have allowed things to get into our hearts that you know, if you got before God, you'd probably go, well, yeah, they're not right. They're, they're potentially affecting me in a negative way. We've allowed an attitude, maybe of resentment. We've allowed an attitude of discouragement. Things will never change. My world will never change. We've allowed those things to get into our heart. I believe that God today wants to really challenge us about dislodging those things out of our hearts and replacing them with a heart of expectancy, a heart of gratitude, a heart of thanks before God, amen. Because God has so much before us. But if we allow these attitudes of of the heart to remain, then potentially that will take us off course. Could we just bow our heads this morning as we conclude? Heavenly Father, we just so thank you this morning. We thank you for your plans We thank you for the purpose that you have for each of us today. And God, we just understand and acknowledge again the importance of keeping a right heart. You encouraged Solomon with those thoughts. Guard our hearts. Guard our hearts with all diligence because out of it flows the issues of life. The direction of our life is determined by what we allow in our hearts. And this morning, Lord, while we're here, our heads about if there are areas in our lives, in our hearts this morning, that we've allowed a negative seed in there. We've allowed something in there that's potentially eating away at faith and eating away at, at joy and the truth of who you are and what you're doing through us and in us. Then this morning, Lord, before you, we just open our hearts to you again. And as David cried this morning, Lord, create within us a pure heart. Create within us a right spirit. Just as we wait on the Lord this morning, just open your life to him again freshly this morning and say Lord search me today if there be a a heart within me an attitude within me something within me that that God is not pleasing to you then help me today Lord to recognize it we give it to you today we surrender it to you today we thank you today hallelujah we do God we thank you you are so good you are so kind Bless you, Lord.
Hallelujah. Create in me a, a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We bless you. We worship you. Jesus' name. If we could just have the musicians. Thank you, team. Just as we wait, just a moment longer on God today. Father, we thank you. So faithful, so good. Hallelujah. Jesus, we thank you. Well, every head's bowed and eyes closed this morning. If you are here and you've never acknowledged Jesus Christ as your Savior, you've never made him the Lord of your life today, you've never asked him to forgive you of your sin, to make you right before God, by acknowledging your sin and asking for his forgiveness while every head's bowed and eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you would love to make Jesus your Lord, to make him your master this morning, if you would commit your life to following him while every head's bowed and eyes closed, would you raise your hand this morning and say, yes, Shane, that's me. I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. So look across this building this morning. Thank you, Lord. See that hand down the back there? Where else this morning? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. A couple of people are responding this morning. Awesome. We just pray this prayer together. Dear Jesus, say it loudly. Dear Jesus, thanks for dying on that cross so that I could be forgiven. Jesus, today, I open my life to you. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I commit my life to serving you. I thank you today for your gift of salvation. I receive it today. I choose to follow you. In your name I pray. Amen.